That is right. If you aren't ready for the playoffs, then get the hell out of here. Are you my, ready, Mr. Levman? You see, I'm sporting my 1973 official hat I had made up this week or last Friday. So excited. I can't, I won't tell you how much I paid for it, though. I had it custom made, actually. You should talk to E-Rock about getting that on the store. I know. Well, I went to Lids for that. Um, and this guy took such care in putting it. I mean, like getting the threads off and everything. I was like, dude, you're a genius. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he did take a lot of care. Did you tell him that you're the, the star of a podcast? Um, I don't think he really cared. <laughs> you got to tell people, man. That's how you market, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got fans out there, right? I got you, fans out, out there. 100%. 100 uh, percent how are you man to have a good good week it's been busy i know for both of us but it's good to get been, together again it's been a really 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 busy week and i'm just exhausted but um i am ready for the weekend i'm ready for the weekend i'm doing a little bit of work tomorrow but besides that you know maybe some yard work and it's gonna be a good weekend good so man. how about you consider this your uh, happy hour elixir Right, your right. your your recipe to uh, breaking into the weekend. Yeah, we're gonna do much the same. We're going. Uh, we have some pool times for sure this weekend. Uh, I'll get out and run. Definitely gonna watch the game on uh, on Sunday at one. So Sunday at one. Yeah, man. So I, I don't have an echo, do I? Does it have no a little... echo? No okay. echo. You sound you sound great. Okay. Good, good sound sound. I, I'm a little disappointed by the one o'clock starting time on a Sunday. I sort of think it's like a little disrespectful, but you know, I'm over exaggerating. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I agree. I think that the it seems like for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because of the whole process, but the NBA hate seems to hate the Sixers with some of these game times. We're like playing on the equivalent of true TV. I mean, come on, man. Like, who are these jabronis calling our game sometimes? I, you know, it's so, interesting that the Knicks and the Hawks had the primetime game and we right? had the, the NBA TV game, which is okay because I would rather watch uh, Allah and Mark Zumoff, anyways. Uh, you in the uh, non Philadelphia area don't get the two greatest commentators in NBA history in Allah Abdul Nabi um, and Mark Zumoff. Wow, that's that's bold. Uh, Steve Mix may have something to say about that, but uh, dude, I love Zoom Off. He, his calls are great. I love when I can get some uh, audio from him. And uh, but yeah, man, so it's gonna be uh, exciting. It was a great game five. Um, you know, obviously since we last spoke, Joel hurt his knee. He yes. Had, now, what exactly is the injury called? Because it's a meniscus tear or an MCL. Light meniscus tear from. Right. What I understand, I think the meniscus is the bottom where it's torn. I think it's the bottom part of your knee, like under your kneecap. So uh, everything that I've heard, I mean, I saw some footage of him warming up and uh, he looked he, pretty good from what he I saw. Smooth. Right. He looks yeah. smooth. And I think here's my prediction. I think they're going to sit him for game one and I think he'll be back for game two. I certainly think if the Sixers go up one zero, then uh, he may 
he maybe they'll sit him for game two. Who knows? I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what the plan is. Game two will be Tuesday night, and then I think it's game three is in. They are adding an extra day for travel, so it'll be Atlanta on Friday night. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's uh, we, we invited uh, Matt Hansen on to join us. He's going to be joining us in a couple of minutes at Atlanta Hawks. Uh, huge fan of the Atlanta Hawks, a young kid, but an old soul, as I always tell him. Uh, so he'll give us sort of the enemy line perspective on on the matchup. But, um, you know, I, the Hawks look great. The Hawks look yeah. great. And um, I think I, Sixers, Sixers I, sort of, I sort of see Atlanta as almost like a, a, the team on the rise, similar to the Suns in the Western Conference. They have some of the same you know, weapons. They have a young guard, Trey Young versus Devin Booker. They have some role players. They really sort of need some, I think what they're looking for is maybe an experienced guard to go with Booker, very similar to like a Chris Paul. But I think that's, Atlanta is very close to being a 50-win team right now on an annual basis. Yeah, they uh, they have some young pieces. They have a good collection of talent and we'll, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. What's your overall thought on the uh, the playoffs so far? So obviously no Miami Heat, no LA Lakers. So there right. will be new teams in the finals. I was thrilled to see them both exit the playoffs. Uh, the Clippers are on the verge, right? So uh, are the Clippers? Did they win Game Five or they lost it? Uh, they're down three two. Oh wow! So that means that not, no team in that um, in that series has won a home game. Yeah, you're right. That's absolutely yeah. right. That's that's crazy. That is a crazy stat, man. I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah. So, uh, but impressed with Phoenix, the way they finished off the Lakers, and um, yeah, like, what's your what's your take? I think Brooklyn and Milwaukee. That's going to be fun to sit back and watch those teams. I think that's going to be a hell of a series. Um, so it's going to be the NBA playoffs are going to be, I think, a lot of fun. So we're the only series that's still outstanding, I guess, is uh, the Dallas Clippers series in the first round, right? That's right. So it would be Denver and Phoenix, which is going to be a good series. I think that's going to be a very good series. I did watch some of the Denver Portland game and uh, I, I went to sleep. I thought I thought Portland was going to win it. They were up by 13 points and turns out Denver comes back and wins the game. Uh, so um, Denver, yeah, I think Denver's got a good chance. I think Phoenix is a very special team. I think Monty Williams is probably going to win Coach of the Year. Um, and then in that other matchup, um, Dallas LA versus uh, coming out would be, I guess Utah has finished off Memphis in the other series, right? Yeah, to me, I think yeah, you know, Phoenix is. I think they're an upstart team. Certainly, Chris Paul steadies them at point. Uh, to me. Utah is the team to beat out there right now. Um, so I think they're they're they can play a lot of different ways. They they play really good defense. They have depth. To me, that's the team to beat. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I also thought was sure that uh, Portland was going to upset Denver. Right. Obviously, that did not happen. So uh, I did want to I did want to make an announcement. Uh, I don't know if a lot of you heard, and I see Matt is. Is I'm going to admit him in. I did want to talk about the quick passing of Mark Eaton. Oh yeah, maybe we'll do that after Matt. Yeah. Or, or after we cover. Yeah, Mark Eaton is the second resident of Utah who's over seven feet four to have a bike accident. Oh, you're right, Shawnee Bradley. That's right. Yeah. Sean Bradley lived 
Matt, are you going to be turning on your video? Are you going? Are you going video list, Matt? And there no, no, it I'm is. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. What's up, guys? Sorry. Sorry. Wait. Hold on one second, Matt. This is for you, buddy. You need some entrance music. Oh, little Green Day. Love that. Sure. Love the hat too, Ross. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 1973. Hello. We had to uh, welcome the enemy, but um, <laughs> you're, not, you're not nervous, are you, man? I'm a little nervous, man. This is my first podcast I've ever been on. How about that? We're breaking the guy in. Thank so, you. Thank you. Well, you'll be happy to know our millions and millions of listeners and viewers. <laughs> I think at least 50 viewers, maybe 50, right? Or hey. Are we getting more on Spotify? I know we were trying to get on Apple. I don't know. Matt, you're a loyal listener. Where do you follow? Where do you pick up the podcast? I'm a Spotify guy. Okay. Is that, yep. is that basically all the kids? That is that what the cool kids do? Like Spotify is it? Well, I do it, so I don't know about the cool kids, but I'm definitely uh, not cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. Yeah. I I was telling uh, my boy Lev how you are a young man in age, but an old mm. man in soul. I'm getting up there though in age, so I, I'm definitely an old soul. Um, I remember us bonding a lot at work with <laughs> the music that we listen to. Big yeah. Oasis guy here. I, it's something about them. I don't know. Yeah, man. You you do have great taste, and you are a bit of a throwback. Um, mm. so welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. And, and we expect that you'll promote this to all your friends out there in uh, millennial <laughs> land. Already have. That's that, that a boy, that a guy. So uh, yeah, we wanted to, you know, we're really excited about this series uh, coming mm -hmm. up. Uh, I don't think anyone really, to be honest with you from the Philly side, I don't think people are taking the Hawks lightly. Uh, they were really impressive. I think Shaquille has picked the Hawks. Not only Shaquille, I think Kendrick Perkins also said that they were going to beat us. And uh, I, I, all of a sudden, like Philly is somehow the number one seeded underdog. So, you know, I, I, I think that's a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, riding that momentum pretty hard. I think Atlanta, mm. listen, Atlanta's a good team. They're a great young team. I read that they've won 31 of the 43 games that Nate, Nate McMillan has coached. So mm -hmm. definitely has a team going the right direction. What's your perspective being on the enemy lines um, in terms of being a Hawks guy and looking at the Sixers? Yeah, well, I, this past series was, incredible obviously we all enjoyed uh i think philly philly fans and hawks fans can both unite in our you know we don't really like Knicks fans or the knicks as a whole uh so i think we can all delight in in our win there but yeah it exhausted me i, I about had a heart attack like all five games um we didn't play well even in in game five where we took uh took the series so I, I definitely have a lot of confidence in Trey. It's the supporting cast that I'm a little bit worried about. They're, they're a little bit streaky. Um, we're definitely deeper than we ever, I think we ever have been. Um, and then I think we're deeper than a lot of other teams in the East. But I think people are sleeping on you guys. Again, like I've been seeing, you know, national media talk about how we're going to come out and shock you guys. Like you're the, like everyone's talking about Brooklyn, right? Like, Brooklyn's the big three. They're the second seed. Like they're going to, you know, they're going to take the East, but you guys are the one seed. I mean, Joel Embiid, my pick for MVP, if he's in this series, 
I don't feel too confident. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a different team with Embiid, but you know, mm-hmm. I also here's some stats for you though. I, I think as I look at this team, I think the difference in the Sixers right now is Tobias Harris from mm-hmm. last year to this year. It, just looking at his numbers, last year he averaged 15.8 points a game, shot 38% from the field and 13% from the three. That was last year. This year, Tobias Harris, 25 points a game, 50% from the field, 38% from three. He is mm. legitimately part of the big three. There's, there's, I don't think there's any arguing that, mm-hmm. uh, the way that he stepped up. And I think, you know, from the Hawks' perspective, I'm not sure, you know, I know from the Sixers' perspective, Tyrese Maxey has stepped up. Yep. You know, you yep. usually expect rookies to yep. hit the wall, maybe to, to uh, not be – as as bold and uh as aggressive mm-hmm. in the playoffs when the light's shining the brightest and i will tell you the sixers fans are going crazy myself included over tyrese yeah. maxi and what he's been able to show in the playoffs and so that gives us something that we didn't even think we had before this round and then mm-hmm. the last little piece uh with joel and and we'll get into that in a minute but Ben Simmons, here's some other numbers I want to throw at you. Ben Simmons without Joel Embiid in the playoffs. You ready for these numbers? 22.8 points a game, 61% from the field, 72% from the free throw stripe, eight boards, 10 and a half assists, one, 1.3 steals, nearly two blocks a game, three and a half turnovers. The, the Sixers are three and one in those games. And I think that ultimately this series to me is going to come down to Ben Simmons. If, if, if Joel misses a considerable amount of time. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with that. I, I have that in my notes as well. Like, I think we're going <laughs> to notes here. I got notes, got man. Notes. The, man, I, I the, notes. Man's, the man's well-trained. Come on. Oh yeah. I learned from the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we're going to, if, if Embiid is not on the court, which I'm watching sports center and it, I don't, I actually have no idea if he's going to be there on Sunday or not. Um, if he's not on the court, I think we're going to have Ben Simmons. We're going to try to make Ben Simmons beat us because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Tobias Harris has been on fire from three in the playoffs so far. You have Seth Curry, you have Danny Green, who you should never leave out in the open. I think we're going to force Ben Simmons to try to be aggressive and, and try to score on us and limit his playmaking abilities. So it is going to come. I think it's going to come down to Ben Simmons if Embiid isn't on the court. Um, and like you said, Tyrese Maxey, very impressive. Uh, we don't have a backup point guard, so no Chris Dunn. Oh God, <laughs> that's Listen, a great pull, man. The great pull. There, there's a running joke on the Hawks subreddit about how he doesn't exist because we've seen him maybe like twice this season in garbage time minutes. But uh, yeah, Lou Will's our backup, a backup point guard, and I love him to death. But we've got no, we've got no perimeter defense as far as the uh, the point guard position goes. So. It'll be really interesting to see who we who we kind of put out there in our second unit. I know Kevin Herter's been on fire. He's a great bench player. Great bench. Love player. him. Uh, but it'll be really interesting. We we we're not known for our defense. We uh, we're pretty streaky shooting. So if we can get the the offense heated up, you know, outscore you guys maybe. But I think you're going to put up numbers regardless. It, it's been interesting. And let man feel free to jump in. Uh, I was just going to say, I think you have a great coach and oh. he is a defensive oriented coach. So mm-hmm. maybe this is the beginning of something special the next couple of years because he's perfect 
for, for that situation. For sure. And you can see the, the growth that we've had defensively since he came in. Like you said, Ross, we, we've been on a tear uh, since, we, since we let go of let, uh, Lloyd Pierce. And um, yeah, you can, see the, you can see the growth on the court from Kevin Herter, especially on the second unit. Like he's been way more aggressive in getting steals. Trey Young's been doubling people in the post and getting some steals here and there. So yeah, we'll see what he dials up for Philly. But uh, with Embiid on the court, man, I, it's going to be tricky. I will say that Trey Young, and I remember, obviously, we were working together when Mm -hmm. when the big draft came down, and I was so fired up because you love Luka, and Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I I didn't know enough about Luka to say one way or another, but that I thought Trey was going to put butts in seats, which is what I thought the Hawks needed, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think, look, it's benefited both teams, like, Luka is probably the best player in the league all the way around, right, Mm -hmm. so, but you guys did get DeAndre Hunter and Trey out of this and, and, and Trey's such, you know, he's now catapulted himself to another stratosphere, just yep. what he did in New York. I will say from, from an objective perspective though, I do like the Sixers. I think the, one of the strengths of our team is our defensive rotation in the, in the, uh, around the guards, you know, cause you can, you can give Trey and, and the thing is Trey, like as soon as he crosses, crosses mid court and you know, this Matt better than anybody, mm-hmm look, he's, he's got the green light to shoot and he can mm. drill, you know, I, 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 he's shooting like 36% from shots beyond 30, yes. 30 feet out. So that's insane. But I like the fact that from a defensive perspective, doc can throw sim, give a lot of different looks, whether it's Simmons, whether it's Matisse, mm-hmm. whether it's Danny green, who's a really good defender. George Hill is a solid defender. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we have some guys that we can rotate and just give him, different looks and if I were the Sixers I think I would pick up you know Trey almost as soon as he got past midcourt because I don't want to give him any room to start shooting because he is and correct me if I'm wrong but like he is very much a rhythm kind of shooter once he gets Mm -hmm. going he is like fire it's like uh what was it NBA jams when Mm -hmm. you used to be right the fireball I mean is that accurate Is, is that accurate or would you, I mean, what would, what would your strategy be in trying to stop the Hawks? And, and I think it starts with Trey. Yeah, no, I, I think you're totally right. He's definitely a rhythm guy. He, I will say though, he's definitely, he can, he can hit those long, you know, 35, 40 footers, but he is much more of a pass first point guard. And I think that's been the common misconception um, from people. Now he's been scoring like a madman in his playoffs and he's had to. But he loves, he loves that mid-range floater. He loves, you know, coming off the pick and, and getting those calls that everyone hates him so much for. Um, so I, I think he's going to get his, his buckets regardless. But, yeah, I think if you pick him up at half court or even – honestly, I've been seeing people pu- uh, pick him up at full court and, you know, containing him pretty decently. Um, he is fast, though, so you, you have to stay in front of him. Um, he's going to get his, his mid-range jumpers no matter what, or his little floaters no matter what. Um, I think Capella is going to be huge in this series too. Yeah. He's been arguably, I mean, Trey's been our best player, but Capella I think has been definitely number two. There's just no one that can do the pick and roll with, with Trey like him. So uh, I think that's going to be a really unique, uh, and again, this all kind of rides on if Embiid's there or not, right? Uh, I know Dwight Howard put up buckets against us in the regular season, but 
not super confident in his ability in the postseason. But uh, yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how they how they defend uh, the pick and roll with Clinton Trey because if I'm not mistaken, I believe Embiid is that's his like weakness defensively is guarding the pick and roll. I might be wrong on that one, but um, it'll be interesting to see how we exploit that. Yeah, we uh, and, and Levman, what do you think? I mean, we don't. I, th- I you know, Clint Capella when he was on the Rockets. He always gave us fits. Even when Joel was healthy, he gave us fits. And I remember I was like, when he was traded to the Hawks, and I know he was injured at the time. I don't remember if I said this to you, Matt, but I know I said it to a few buddies down here. And I was like, Clint Capella is awesome. Like he is a great, that's a great, great move for you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lev and I were talking before you got on air is, is the Hawks have a really nice young squad. You know, I mean, it's, it's a talented team. You know, they're pl- team on the rise. Yeah, team mm-hmm. on the rise, right? They're playing with some house money. Lev, what's your what's your POV on uh, you know stopping this the pick and roll and you know how we how we're gonna play Trey? I mean, I also think the Hawks don't play great defense. I mean, mm-hmm. so I think it could be kind of a, a an up and down type of game. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think that would Ben be playing defense on Trey? I mean, he did play. He covered Bradley Beal in the Washington series, which was a very tough cover. Um, I, I know it's amazing that this guy's got the lateral movement at 6'10 to cover guards. I mean, mm-hmm. I assume that that's probably what's going to be happening is that he's going to mm-hmm. be covering him. Bible's going to be covering him a large part of the time. Um, so we will have to see. Um, I think the Sixers will, uh, it'll be interesting to see how well they do in game one. Because we had talked about um, if Embiid was to play in game two, a lot would depend on game one. Um, would you feel the need to rush him back in game two if the Sixers came out and won game one? Would I? Uh, that's, I mean, that's such a great question. Um, I would. Preface it on one thing. From what I hear, the, the more you sit someone with this, it's not, it's not helpful to just rest the person with this tear. Yeah. Hmm. So if the doctors say he can play, I think he, he needs to play. I, I, I think we are far enough in the playoffs where the Hawks are dangerous. I, I think we could beat the Hawks without Joel. Um, I think it's a, it's a way different series that way. Uh, and, you know, if you do that and you do play Ben some at the five, you're losing, you know, uh, possible defensive player of the year that you could be using on Trey. You still got Matisse. Uh, and you still have some options, but I think that takes it away. And to Matt's point, you know, Ben's not a natural center. So it will be interesting to see how the Sixers defend that pick and roll and the, and the oops that uh, Trey likes to throw. Uh, and, you know, Collins can jump out of the building too. So mm-hmm. not a bad player. Yeah. Yeah. Player. So um, it's, it, it, I think, I think Joel is going to sit game one and I think he's going to play game two. That's, that's sort of what we were Kind of They're going to have 18,000 strong at the game on uh, on Saturday, Sunday afternoon. So it'll be interesting, actually, because the Phillies have got a home series this weekend. So you'll have both uh, home baseball, uh, basketball at I don't know if you're familiar with Philly, but all the stadiums are in one place. Oh, cool. So you're going to have people tailgating for baseball and basketball at one o'clock at the, at the Philly sports complex at Broad wow. Street. So it's going to be awesome. That will be That's going to be crazy. Yeah. That'll be a fun scene. And then the series is going to go 
it looks like Sunday, one o'clock, then Tuesday at 730. Right. Then they come back to Atlanta Friday, at 730. And then Monday is game four in Atlanta. So I, you know, I think that works out well for, you know, the team that's probably a bit injured more. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, obviously with Joel, or how are the Hawks pretty healthy or do you guys we're have actually, any? Yeah, we're ridiculously healthy compared to the regular season. Um, there's actually a, they called us the hospital during the regular season. Like the two games, the three games that we played, I'm, I'm looking at the injuries right now. First game in January, no Bogdanovich, no Gallinari, no Lou. Well, we didn't have Lou Williams at the time. Rondo was hurt. Game two in April, no Herder, no DeAndre Hunter, Trey was out and Bogey was out. And then in game three, Herder and Hunter were both out. So we haven't played at full strength against you guys this season. I know you guys wiped the floor both uh, two of the three times, but yeah, it'll be really interesting. We're, we're pretty healthy at the moment. So full and, strength. And just, just for the record, when you guys did beat us, we were, I think we were missing nine guys. Yeah, so, including Ben Simmons. A, was I think you're playing the blue coats, the Delaware blue coats. Like, yeah. Yeah. Paul Reed was in that game, though. Paul, <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right, man. So, yeah. uh, well, it's going to be exciting, Matt. Do you have a, an official prediction or anything else you want to you want to say? Are you going to any of the games down here? I want to. I want to. I don't know. I don't know if I'm 100 percent comfortable with it yet, but uh, yeah, right. I definitely want to. I want to be. You know, they, the, uh, the Knicks fans thought that they were going to make MSG South or whatever they called it and come down here. And I didn't see that personally when I was watching the game. So I'd like to help create a, a hostile environment for you guys. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going. I, I will say I, I don't, I'm a pretty objective person. I don't like being a homer. I like to see things in a realistic, uh, you know, light. I, I think we could take you guys, again, it, it all depends on if Embiid's there. If he's there, I think we probably go down in five games. Okay. Um, if he's not there, you know, half the time, or maybe he comes in and out, I think we could take you guys to seven. The way we're playing right now, I, it, it's going to depend on. <laughs> it's going to depend on us. I mean, we're shooting six. In our losses, we're shooting forty-five percent, and our wins, we're shooting you know sixty percent. So we're just hot and cold. We'll see. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm. I'm sort of thinking Sixers and six, but, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a tough series. I think, I, I don't think you're going to get like the 40 point games that, mm-hmm. that happened during the regular season. I think it's yep. going to be tight. I can't, what, what I, I can't, I, the first time or the second time that Trey does that bullshit where he like jumps <laughs> into someone from 45 feet out and launches it. Love it. Dude, the Philly fans are going to throw batteries at him. Hey, he's used to it. Of course. He's used to it, man. As long as you guys don't spit on him, I think he can handle it. Popcorn, popcorn. I think he's good. I think he likes popcorn. So I, I can't promise that that. And you met Trey, didn't you? I did. Yeah, he's my best friend. Did you? Are you guys Instagram fans, friends? Yeah, yeah. We DM all the time. No, he he's a uh, he's a good dude. Uh, <laughs> I don't know him that well. I, I just got an <laughs> autograph from him. Um, no, I think that I I to your point. I think the Knicks series actually helped us a ton in terms of preparing for a, for a hostile environment. I mean. The Northeast is known for their, their love of basketball, especially in the NBA and hostile and hostile environments. And we're not used to playing in those kind of things down here. So uh, I think a, a young group who I think it was six of our best eight players haven't been to the playoffs before at all. So having that experience in, in a hostile environment in round one and coming out in five, I think it's going to be huge for us. All right, everybody. Now, so I'm going to ask the panel, this will be our final thing is give me your X factor for the series, either, either team, give me an X factor player. Uh, that you, you point to mine I'll go first since everyone's thinking yeah. and I, I already thought about this mine's 
Tyrese Maxey. If he mm. plays the way that he did in the first round, I, I think I love our chances. I love our chances because, again, that's a weapon to me who originally was, you know, he was like our ninth man off the bench. And if he's contributing the way that he was on both ends, I mean, he played – he actually played good defense too, and he's not mm. known to play defense. If he plays that well uh, this series, I'm, I'm feeling good about our chances. Uh, and I mean, you know, I, so that, that's my that's – my, you guys have Matt? Yeah, I'll go. Um, you know, I'm going to go with uh, Bogdanovich. I, I think that on his day, he can be just absolutely devastating for the other team. The problem with him is, is maintaining a streak. Um, now, I think he's been pretty cold in the past few games, but when he's hot, he is hot. And you don't want to you don't want to play him when he's on his best. So I think if he can start getting in a rhythm and, and making some shots, then it's going to be tough for you guys to guard him and Trey. Um, so he's going to be mine. And I'm going to go with Tobias because, you know, it's interesting. The last game, no one knew that he had put up something like I was it 22, 24. It was like the most quiet 22, 24 points I've ever seen. But mm -hmm. he he's a scorer. And when he puts his head to it, I mean, He's totally changed this year, and I think he's going to be our X factor. He's making certain people realize that that contract was not such a big, bad deal. And he's emerged as a leader, too. I think that's something that's new for him, a new role, too. It seems like he's more of like the, the take charge kind of guy. So, well, it should be a fun series nonetheless. And, uh, you know, Matt, we, we appreciate you joining us today. How about the dogs, man? What a week for the dogs, huh? I'm I'm hyped up. I think the hype train's at full speed right now. So let's do it. I can't wait for fall. Eric Gilbert, the next um what's his name? Uh the next uh Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. And then the the uh DB, what's his name? Carry on from from yeah. Houston. Yeah, I forgot his last name, but yeah, Clemson's yeah. DB. Yep. Yeah. All all Mayor or first team, I think all ACC. So yep. but he's not qualified yet. So Transfers, transfers left. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is all transfers. Transfer so you guys program. are going to play next year at Georgia football. So, but everyone says Eric Gilbert, I mean, is just a freak. And he's going to play wide receiver for us, too. He's got to step up with Pickens out. Yeah, got yep. it, man. We'll have you back on later later again to talk uh, either Hawks again or maybe, uh, maybe yeah. Georgia football. We're Chicago fan. Bears. Matt's a Chicago Bears fan. Gymnastics. Uh. Olympic gymnastics. Yeah, let's do it. Gymnastics, <laughs> swimming. I'm, I'm here for it. Thank you guys okay. so much for having me on. Bye-bye. Thanks for having us. Great, great I mean, thanks for you. joining us. Great to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you guys, too. See you guys. Good to see you, bro. Take, take care. All right, so I enjoyed that. Uh, That's awesome, right? Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good people. Uh, so there were a couple other developments. Um, you know, I'm a Duke fan. Um, yeah. And uh, Coach K announced he'd be retiring at the end of next year. And, uh, you know, it, it sounds like John Shire, who's the associate head coach, will get the job. But I am sort of surprised that they're not going to have a search for that. And that names like Bobby Hurley, Tommy Amaker, um, Maybe even Johnny Dawkins won't even get in the mix. Although it doesn't sound like, uh, sounds like they're headed towards John Shire. Yeah, it sounds like it is John Shire. And Coach K is, I mean, all time, all time, right? There's, there's right. nobody better. And so replacing, he's, uh, replacing he's a legend is impossible. 
he's either hated or he's loved, depending on who you talk to. But he's admired either way, yeah. just for his accomplishments and achievements. And I've always felt that Duke, you know, Duke Carolina, uh, I just felt that uh, you know, Carolina always had the advantage there with uh, just being a household name. And and Krzyzewski came in and just put Duke on the map, right? Yeah. I mean, it's incredible what he's done with that program. And I think he is uh, as good a coach as we'll ever see in our lifetime. Yeah, and um, I, the one thing I always gave him credit for was he had been offered several NBA jobs. I think the Celtics and the Lakers job uh, going back to the early 2000s never took it. And uh, I know people say, well, he had the greatest job in college basketball. He was being paid like a NBA coach. But I mean, I always think that said something about him uh, that he didn't take the job with the Lakers after Phil Jackson left um, the first time. Yeah, 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 I agree. And uh, it's so funny because he, they announced that decision the same day that Stevens, Danny Ainge resigned and Stevens right. Up, right? So I was like, how soon before Coach K to Boston rumors start? Obviously <laughs> at this stage of his career, it's, it's probably right. not gonna happen, but uh, you know, right. he, he left and I mean, like I said, as good a coach as there's ever been, I think in college, college hoop, so. Uh, what, did you, Coach K. what did you think of the uh, Danny H decision? I mean, were you surprised by that? I was. Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, I don't like Danny Ainge. I, you know, I didn't like him as a player. I couldn't stand him as a GM. I, he was just always trying. You ever notice he was always trying to like, I mean, ever since he burned us on the Markel Fultz deal, like I right. couldn't stand it. But, you know, he also tried to trade um, uh, Kemba Walker when his knee was bad. And he, he was always doing – Dirty stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sorry to see him go. I'm happy to see him go. I just feel like it, it uh, you know, Brad Stevens, I don't know that he's going to be a good GM. Did you hear some of the rumors about their next coach? Uh, no, I haven't. All right. So I read Jason Tatum. You remember Evan Turner? Oh, no. He's going to so, be a head coach? Yeah, that's what I said. I didn't even know Evan Turner didn't play anymore, but apparently he retired, I think, at the end of last year he's only and, 32 uh, years old I think. right he's 32 and so he's an assistant coach so tatum wants evan turner and then i heard uh stevens likes jason kidd and someone else who i was would be thrilled if he took the boston job because i, I think kenny atkinson would be a really good hire for that you're right yeah, he did great right. things with that nets team and he really got sort of crapped on by uh by the the big three or at least two of the big three so you're right man that would be a really strong hire for them yeah um what else what else do you want to cover off no of? i mean i know that we briefly discussed i was shocked about mark eaton dying i mean i know that he wasn't a a very good basketball player but i think just i remember growing up in the 80s and always seeing him playing with those uh, jazz teams with um uh carl malone and john stockton and, and just always, I mean, he was 7'4". It's interesting. I, I learned a little bit about him. He actually played junior college basketball and then played his last two years at UCLA and wasn't even, um, you know, he, he didn't even really play. And then remember the NBA used to have like eight rounds of draft. Their draft was every, he was a fourth round draft pick. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, he had a good career. I feel like he made the all-star team um all defensive he, team i think like uh twice yeah. or something yeah and i think he played he won defensive player of the year 
there's a great photo of him that I saw the day when he passed away. He's standing flat footed just with his arm up like that. And he is blocking someone's shot and it's awesome. It's sure. just, you know, uh, yeah, man, it's sad. It's, it's, you know, these are guys from, uh, from our youth and uh, guys that we, uh, you used to emulate Mark Eaton um, when we used to play basketball. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's sad. No. Like, you know, the, the, it, it is sad and it's, it's, it's horribly tragic the way that, did he get, he got hit by? It was a bike accident or something. And, and, you know, we did mention that Sean Bradley, who was a former Sixer, was also paralyzed in a bike accident in yeah. Utah, um, I guess, in the fall. So, I mean, yeah. these are sort of weird, random things. I mean, what's going on in Utah and bikes? Yeah, and I I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. I mean, I can't imagine how challenging it must be to live a life being 7'4", yeah. to begin with, or 7'6", in Bradley's case. Uh, so, you know, it's just terribly, terribly tragic. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, I want to talk about one other thing too, uh, if, if you will allow me for a minute. Uh, Naomi Osaka, um, the tennis player. I want to talk for a minute on how much courage it took and how yeah. much I admire what she did. Yeah. Because anyone who either deals with anxiety or has yeah. dealt with mental illness, it's not something you deal with. If you experience it yourself, it's not something that you deal with and it's done. And it's not something you deal right. with and you put away in your closet. It is, it's, it's like an appendage. It's attached to you. It's with you all the time. And so for her to pull out of the French Open and to come out and, and yes, maybe she didn't handle things the best way initially, but anyone who has dealt with anxiety, anyone who has dealt with mental illness, you understand why she did the way, why she acted the way she did, why she made the decisions that she did. And I just applaud her. And I, anyone who comes after her and says, you know, that they criticize her for doing what she did or coming out and saying what she did, or, you know, that, that talking to the media is a requirement of your job. You know, you know what, you know what a requirement is? A requirement is to take the best possible care of yourself that you can and do what you need to do, you know, within the confines of the the rules of the world that we live in to, you know, make sure that you are taking care of yourself because you cannot contribute, you know, you cannot bring the best of you forward if you're not feeling good about yourself. And so I've just, you know, I feel very passionately and very strongly about the courage that it took for her being one of the best, if not the best women's tennis player in the world to come mm -hmm. out and say this, she's going to take a step back. She's going to, you know, hopefully work on herself. And this has been something that she's dealt with throughout her career. And it kind of just, and, and, and now if you look back at videos, you can sort of see where, where um, little, little windows into that world. But um, this is something that really came to light over the past week. And, um, you know, I feel very strongly about it and applaud her for what she did. And, you know, this is a very, uh, I've never really talked about my own experiences with mental health. Uh, this has been something I've been going through for 25 years now, anxiety and depression. And uh, you, you really do not know what's in someone's brain. Um, and you have no right to judge another person. So, um, and, you know, as you said, it is an appendage. Um, I, I always make the argument, you're never cured. 
you learn how to live with it. And uh, some of us do a better job than others. Um, and so I really, really encourage people to express empathy, which means to, uh, if you don't always understand, that's fine, but just be, be caring of other people. That's very important to me. It's a good, well said, man. Well said, and I agree with you. It's, uh, listen, you don't, you don't know another person's journey till you've been in their Nikes. And so <laughs> that's, uh, ha have, have some compassion, you know, in this world. And I think it would be a much, much uh, cooler place. So um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, you know, I think that's all the things that I had on, on the docket for today. Eagles did some OTA stuff, uh, just some drills and stuff taking place at uh, Lincoln Financial Field. And uh, the Phillies have a, well, this, by the time this goes up, the, the game will have already started, but pitchers duel tonight, man, with uh, Zach Wheeler, Wheeler yeah, and, and Strasburg, uh, right? Yeah. Or, or uh, not Strasburg. Schwerzer. Schwerzer, yeah. 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 So that'll be a fun matchup. And so, uh, do you have the music? Do I have the music? Do I ever have the music? Keep talking, though, till I get the music pulled up. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why I can't we? I think I said talking, not singing. Oh, oh, oh. Testing, one, two, three. Testing, one, two, three. Hey, we love being with you. Love being with you, Lev. Always great time. Thanks yes. for joining us. And uh, Go Philly. Go Philly. Go Philly. Let's go Sixers. We didn't even play the Sixers song. Play next week. Next we'll week.